Project Taryag, day 82, Mitzvah Tafkuf Yutes, and that is you shouldn't be afraid to kill a Navi Shaker. You shouldn't be afraid that he has some kind of spiritual power. And even if this Navi Shaker told us to keep Mitzvahs, nevertheless, since he lied to us, there's no issue to kill him. And that the person says, don't be afraid of him. And which means, don't be afraid to punish him for acting as a Navi Shaker. This mitzvah applies in the time when Klai Yisrael, when there is Yisrael and they had a based in who could judge capital cases. Because the halach of a, ba- of a based in to judge Navi Shaker is it has to be that specifically the Sanhedrin or Godel of 71 sages. Mitzvah Tav Kuf and that is the mitzvah, the Hachin Shesh Aramiklat, the mitzvah to prepare six cities of refuge if a person who kills accidentally, he is allowed to run to one of these six cities to save himself from revenge of the relatives of the person that he killed. These six cities were six of the cities of the Levim, and they were able to offer shelter, like we said, to inadvertent murderers. There's also a thing that basically have to make sure that the roads leading to these cities are in good order, and then they signposted so that the Ritzayach Peshogig knows where to go. And this affords a protection to the to the murderer from the girl Adam, from the relatives of the person that he killed. These six cities, three of them are in Eretz Yisrael proper, three of them are in Avery Yarden, on the other side of the Jordan. Those three on the other side of the Jordan, Moshe Rabbeinu already designated in his lifetime. The other three in Eretz Canaan, Yeshua designated when he conquered Eretz Canaan. And even though Moshe cities wouldn't take effect until all six had been separated, nevertheless Moshe felt that if he had the opportunity to begin a mitzvah at the time, he began it right away. And the Pasuk says that in the future, in the time of Moshiach, when Eretz Yisrael expands to even bigger an even bigger size, then you will have to also set aside a further three Orimikot. Even though there were 48 cities of the Ravim spread throughout Eretz Yisrael, and really, if a Ritzach ran to any of them, you could find refuge there. The difference between the six Ari Miklot and the other 42 cities of the Ravim was that these six Ari Miklot would be credited to a person even if you didn't intend to find refuge there. The other cities would have to use them specifically and intend to find refuge in them. And also, in these six cities, he was allowed to remain there for free. In the other cities, he would have to pay the Ravim for his lodgings. On the 15th of Adar, the end of the rainy season, the basin would send people messages to check that the roads are in good condition, because otherwise we could be contributing to somebody getting killed. This mitzvah applies only when Israel are living in Israel, and the mitzvah of organizing and maintaining the Ari Miklat was the mitzvah which applied to Klai Israel collectively. Mitzvah and that is not to have compassion on the Ritzeh, and a murderer or on a person who's chayvel who damages other people. In other words, somebody who kills another or injures him, removes one of his limbs, right? Sh- the, the judge shouldn't feel undue compassion for him and therefore let him off the penalty he deserves. The process is don't feel sorry for him, rather nefesh for nefesh, a life for a life. And same thing, the process is another place. One has to avenge innocent blood. The reason for this is the chinuch, because if we don't pay 
people who damage other people or kill other people, then if that's the case, there's no deterrent to prevent further cases of murder or of injuries happening. This Isser applies only to men who could be Dayanim to deal the, on the basin, and only in a place when, or a time when the basin could administer capital punishments, which means within the time of the basin Mikdash. And if a judge doesn't administer the punishment based on what the person deserves, he's been over in this life, but since there's no action involved, there's no punishment for the, for the judge. However, as we said before, being as this is going to cause uh, in- increase in the amounts of crimes committed, so for sure it's high of a punishment for that. Even in Chutzlaret, even though Basin can't judge capital cases, nevertheless Basin have to use whatever means they have at their disposal in order to punish Roshayim to harm other people, whether it's uh, by penalizing them in some way physically or by charging them money, whatever they're able to do, because that will prevent further cases of these Yisurim happening. And says the Chinuch, it's impossible to guide people without some kind of punishment which can be used as a deterrent to stop people hurting each other. Mitzvah, tough, cough, cough, face is not to be massacred, which means when there's a border or a place, like a division between two different properties, if a person moves, the whatever's demarcating this area between his property and somebody else's, and therefore he will be able to lie and say that more property belongs to him. But so it says, right, besides for the issue of Leitigs not to steal, what the Torah adds over here is there's a second lab, so to speak, appropriating ground which doesn't belong to him by changing the border posts. And this is only present in Israel, but in Chuslar it's only the regular lab of Leitigs. The reason for the mitzvah, like all the mitzvahs applying to Gezel, is obvious to prevent people stealing what doesn't belong to them. And it applies both to men and to ladies. And if a person is over on this, he's chive to return it. And therefore, there's no malchus. Mitzvah tov kof kof gimel. And that is in one aid, shouldn't get up to give evidence against the person uh, because the Torah requires two aid in one aid isn't enough to punish them. And that is when it comes to cases which regards uh, capital cases or cases of punishment for the person who's done something wrong. One aide can't testify against him, even if he's a Navi, even if he's a Chacham, even if he's a Kosher aide. The positive is, Layakum Bish. One aide shouldn't stand up and testify against the person. The reason for this, says the Chinuch, a very interesting reason, sometimes the person's Yetzahara feels, will cause him to feel badly about somebody else. Even if he's altogether a good person, but nevertheless he sometimes has negative feelings towards somebody else, and therefore it's possible for him to testify against somebody else from a point of his own negative feelings towards that person. And says the chinuch, no one can trust themselves. We see even Yechelen was a kohen gadol for 80 years. Eventually, in the end, became a tzaddiki. He relinquished his emuna, and therefore we can never allow one person to punish somebody else. Even if the defendant is someone who's known to be a Russia, 
and the person giving Eidus is learned to be a big Chacham. Nevertheless, we have a rule. We can never punish based on one person. We can never trust one person. However, when we have two people, they're both Chasha, then we don't assume that they're both going to collude, to testify falsely, in which case we can believe them and act on whatever they say. The halacha is, even though one aid isn't believed to punish somebody or to make him pay money, nevertheless, he, can, he, he is strong enough to force the other person to make a shvur, which means the defendant against the witness has to make a shvur against what the aid says. So, for example, if one person claimed money from the other and there was one witness to the transaction, but the defendant denying it, you would have to make a shvur to deny the, what the aid has testified to. Finally, one aid is known by Yisurim, which means if you would say that a certain food is kosher or not kosher, or tomay or tar, or anything like that, one aid will be believed. There's another din, that by din imaminus we can recover aidus miyuchedes, which means they have two different people witnessing two different events, but they come to agree to a common denominator. For example, one person claims he witnessed a transfer of money as a loan. The second person says he heard that the borrower admitted that he owed the money as a loan. We can put the two together in order to make the borrower pay back. Similarly, if you have one aid, in, uh, uh, one specific based in, a second aid in a different based in, the two based ins can join together and combine the two what testimonies they heard in cases of money. There are two cases where the Torah does believe one witness. The one is in the case of a Saita, which means somebody who her husband warned her not to be in seclusion with another man, and then she was secluded with that man. If one aide would come along and say that she was Tome, then that would be enough not to make her drink the waters of the Saita. Same thing by Agla Rufa, where we find a corpse and we don't know who the murderer was, and one aide would testify to who, who what happened, that would stop us having to bring the Aglarufa. However, there wouldn't be enough to kill the person, it would be enough not to do the process of the procedure of the Aglarufa. Same thing with Rabbanon, if a lady's husband has disappeared, was called the Naguna, and one aide would come and testify that he had died, Chachamim allowed her to believe him in order that she won't be stuck with, with the inability to marry for the rest of her life. However, it's also to, with the understanding that she will check up for herself to see that she can trust the aid and what he's saying is true. Nevertheless, if later on the husband does return, then we'll force her to leave her second husband and forbid her from remarrying her first husband, and any child, children born after that will be Mamzerim. All the cases where, the, where one aid is allowed to testify, he doesn't have to be a kosher aid. However, in the Torah's case, where one aid can be a shvur, then it would have to be specifically a kosher aid. The din where a person has to make a shvur, in the case of Eid Echot, is only when a person is contradicting the aid. However, when a person is agreeing with what the aid said, but offering a different interpretation, then you can't make a shvur, but there's also nothing you can do to contradict the aid, in which case you'd have to pay. So, for example, in the case before, if the defendant denies taking the loan and the witness witnesses that he saw it, then the defendant would have to swear against the aid. However, if the defendant agrees he took the loan, but he says, but it was a, you owed me money as well, and this is to cancel out a previous debt, in which case there's nothing to make a shvur against the aid about, you'd have to pay.
Similarly, if there's a debt on the star, which has one aid, and the defendant claims he paid it, so here he's not denying what the aid said, he's just disagreeing with the khiyuv. If that's the case, the Ramam holds you'd have to pay, the Ravid Haver disagrees. These cases are from a general din in the Gemara, and that is, In a case where a person is meant to make a shvur, however, for whatever circumstance he's not able to make the shvur, then Allah is he has to pay. If a person is tevair, his friend that he owes him money, and the friend denies it completely, and we have one witness that says that he saw the transaction take place, in that case you have to make a shvur, that he never borrowed the money. But if, if he would have said parati, which means I paid back the khayv, so then here there's nothing to make a shvur about because he's not contradicting the witness. In that case, you'd have to pay. This method of applies in any case of Dene Mominus, which means we refer to any man who's a judge in any person at any time. And if a person is over on this, and he trusts one witness, in those areas, one little witness is not allowed to be trusted. He's not over in this lap. Mitzvah taf kuf chav tarid. And then is the din of the aid zaymim. Which means, an aid who's, uh, witnesses who come to give false testimony. That, and in a way where we know it's false because we can prove that the witnesses themselves were not in the place where they said they were in order to have witnessed the action, which they claim they saw. Which means we do to them what they wanted to inflict on the defendant, whether it means paying money or being subject to malchus or being killed. And even though the, the witnesses didn't do an action, they just spoke, we learn from a pasuk that they get killed. In a case where we can't give them the penalty they wanted to inflict, then we give them malchus. The case of Azam is specifically when two other Adam come and testify about the first two that they were not, weren't in the place where they said they were, and the Torah says you believe the second pair, and it doesn't make a difference if it's two against two, or even two against a hundred. Because in the dinam of Ages, when one is two witnesses or more, it has exactly the same veracity. The reason for the mitzvah? In order to prevent people coming to give testimony about things that they aren't completely certain about, and they didn't see themselves, because it's something which the entire judicial system is based on, whether it's money cases or capital cases, that we rely on the witnesses to be honest, and and why the Torah believes the second pair more than the first pair, says, Somebody told me a certain swara, that the Torah believes witnesses and not the people who the case... Uh, it revolves around which means bare dinim and therefore just like if two people would come and tell us something about another two people they the adim and the first two now become the bare dinim same thing over here when the second pair come to tell us something about the first ones which means where they were when it has happened so the second one is acting as adim and the first ones have become bare dinim and therefore they can't be relieved therefore if the second ones wouldn't come to testify about the first ones they would just contradict them about the story or where the people involved in the story were, then that would be a regular case of two against two, of contradictory ages, and we wouldn't be able to believe either pair. Halakhas of Adim Zaymimim, we can only punish them when both of the two Adim have been made into Adim Zaymimim. 
And the halacha is a donit hasra. We don't have to warn them. As soon as we catch them, we begin to we punish them. And even if the edim were both contradicted and went to edim zayimim, they would be high for the punishment of edim zayimim. In order to make them edim zayimim, the second pair have to give testimony in front of them, and then we can we will give them the, the punishment of edim zayimim, which means in the case of money, if they cause somebody else to pay money, we'll force them to pay back the money themselves. But when it comes to capital cases, if they'd already caused somebody to get killed based on the Eidus, then we can't punish them. But if they haven't yet got someone killed, they just got based on to pass the verdict that someone deserves to be killed, then we'll kill them. And the reason for this, that we punish them more for what they intend to more than what they, meant, what they actually accomplished, Hashem sits among the judges and therefore if it wasn't for the fact that the guilty party deserved to die for whatever reasons or whatever he might have done Hashem wouldn't let the Dayanim come to a, such a wrong verdict and kill a, an innocent person and therefore it must be he deserved it and just the way it came about was through these Adim who Rishon and Hashem will take care of the Rishon if that's the case, since uh, there must be a reason why he deserves to die, we aren't instructed to kill the Adam. Just like you know, someone kills a traitor, which means the person who's going to die anyway, he's not Chayev Misa. So that's the case, we don't kill the, we don't kill the Adam. However, if the Misa, the, the defendant hasn't yet been killed, then it means he doesn't deserve to die, in which case we look at the Adam as that what, they, what they did was to kill an innocent person, and therefore, in that case, we're going to kill them. The mitzvah of Adam Zayim only applies in Eretz Yisrael, in the time when there was a bastion of smuchim who could deal with capital cases, and even make them pay money with smuchim because the Adam Zayim paying what they wanted to make somebody else pay is a knas, and a knas, which isn't just a money repayment, also needs a bastion of smuchim. It's the tough kaf kaf hey, and that is not to be afraid we're going to battle. When in the time of battle, when the enemies are standing against us, we shouldn't be afraid of them, we shouldn't run away from them. Our chiyuv is to strengthen ourselves and to stand strong against them, to fight them. The Pasuk says, Don't be afraid of them. The reason? Because every Jewish person should know he has Hashem to rely on. And therefore, we shouldn't be afraid of what's going to happen to him in a place where he can st- when he has rely on the fact that Hashem is there to protect him. The Rambam says, therefore, in the time of battle, a person shouldn't think about his wife or his children or his money, and he should focus just on his chiyuv to fight and to be victorious in the battle. A person should also feel that the Klai Israel are dependent on him. And if he's going to be too afraid to stand up to defend Klai Israel, then he's in some way responsible for whatever losses Klai Israel will suffer if they lose the war. And says the Chinuch, Anybody who fights Bechol Levavoy with the covenant of Mekadosh Hashem, Muftach Roshiloh Yimotzi Nezek. He's guaranteed that he won't get injured. And not only that, V'yizke Lo Yilavon of Lies Nebayis Nochem B'Yisrael. He'll live with his children to establish a family which will go last forever in Ka Yisrael. And V'yizke Lechai Yilam Abba. He'll also be Zerach Yilam Abba. And he proves this from the Pasuk. In Shmuel it says, 
Abigail told David, Hashem will make for my master an established house in Israel because my master, meaning David, is fighting the wars of Hashem. This mitzvah applies to men because they're the soldiers. In time when Kaishal's in time when is in their lands, and if a person's over in this and gets too afraid, he's over in this love, and like we said, there's a big penalty because of the losses that can cause the Kaishal collectively.